How you doing, everybody? Again, my name is Greg Hendricks. I am the Rock Church East County Campus Pastor. So glad that you're tuning in with us today and that you're taking the time to press into the things of God in this season. Hey, if you're at home right now, we just want to ask you, click the share button. If you're on Facebook, there's a little arrow right there in the bottom feed where you can click to share it. If you're on our platform, uh, SD, uh, online sdrock.com, you can click to share it as well. And, and you can even send a text out. Send a text out to a friend say, hey, we have not church right now and I'm thinking of you, I want you to join us. What a wonderful thing you can do. And then also too, I want to encourage you right now, we're just in the season where we're at our homes and, and, and we're, we're, we're in our shelter in place, but it's very imperative that we're in groups and, and, and that we are staying connected with one another. So you can text the word groups to 52525, get in the group, Start talking about things of the, of the kingdom. Start talking about what God is doing in your life. There's book clubs. There's all kinds of things that you can engage. There's no reason why we can't be in community right now in this season. Hey, I, again, I am so excited that you are here. We're in a powerful sermon series called The Difference Maker. Right there. Type that right there in the chat feed, The Difference Maker. We are in a powerful sermon series right now. And, and, and the cool part about that is when you are a difference maker, when you are a disciple and you're making a difference for the kingdom, there's a couple things that we as a church, we as a body are really trying to express to you that it would be an expression of our heart for you to get the concept of. As a difference maker, some of the things we want you to do is we want you, are you leveraging your gifts to do ministry that expands the kingdom of God. That's one thing that we're encouraging you to get into, involved in. The second thing that we want you to do, are you mentoring or equipping someone else to expand the kingdom of God? Ask yourself that. And the third thing that we want to encourage you in is, are you multiplying or sending them out on their own to expand the kingdom of God? This is our focus for all of you that is going on right now. And, and, and what we're going to dive in today is actually going to embody that, but it's also going to encourage you on an attribute of being a difference maker. And that's having humble service, being, having humility in your service, knowing how to serve with humility. So if you have your Bibles, I want you right now, turn with me to Acts 16, Acts chapter 16. And we're going to look at a story of two guys that humbly are serving the Lord and how that humble service not only transformed them, but transformed the environment and transformed the person that was persecuting them in the midst of something that was really dark in their lives at that time. So as you turn in, I want to tell you this little story. You know, um, being the East County campus pastor, it's, it's, it's really wonderful. I get a great opportunity. We've done some amazing things out in our campus. And one pre-COVID, before COVID hit last year, we had a, an outreach. And in this outreach, we got an opportunity to allow homeless people to show up on our property. And we got a chance to do a Thanksgiving feeding. We got to feed people. And, and some volunteers would show up and they would make this food. And they would come out there and they would humbly serve the homeless community that would show up that needs a meal. And then one time I was going, I was going to grab some food and I saw a homeless man and he had a plate of food in his hand and he was going out to serve the other homeless community. And I said, hey man, no, 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 well, you, once you have a seat, I wanna serve you. And he said, no, 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 I didn't come here to be served. I came here to serve. And it, it, it just blew me away. I stepped back, I was like, wow, that's, that's powerful, man. I said, where, where'd you learn that? He said, oh man, I read my Bible. I know what Jesus did. I want to be like Jesus. 
It was a homeless man. He said, I didn't come here to be served. I came here to serve. And I want to encourage you, when you have humility in your service, there's a special type of grace that rests on your life. There's a special type of anointing that rests on your life. So again, we're going to be coming out, to you, out of you, out of Acts 16, to you in Acts 16. If you're there, say amen. Acts 16, let me read this to you. Start here. It says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Ooh, and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awakening from sleep, seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and he said this, sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in the house. And he took them that same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Come on, somebody. Now, when he had brought them in to his house, he set food before them and he rejoiced having believed in God with all his household. Powerful, powerful thing that this man did. So again, let me reframe this for you. You have Paul and Silas in their deepest, darkest moment. Pressure is mounting on them. They're, they're a spokesman for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there's pressure that's mounting. They're, the Bible says in the earlier verses that they were in the inner cell. So they were in a hole, they were in the inner cell in chains and stocks, they had just been beaten. And they're sitting in the prison and they start praying and worshiping unto the Lord. And as we just read the story, things started to happen. But in the midst of those things, in the midst of the pressure, they were humbly serving the one that was persecuting them. So I want to share with you three things about humble service unto the Lord. Number one, humble service starts with godly submission. Ooh, Humble service starts with godly submission. You know, the Bible says in James 4.10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. You know, you see Paul and Silas in this moment humbling themselves before the Lord in the midst of their turmoil, in the midst of their pressure. And the, and the, the face of God is coming out in their service. The face of God, I want to ask all of you that are tuning in, some of you who are going to be watching this later, is your service unto the Lord not only humble, but is it reflecting God in pressure situations? Psalms 25, 9 says this, the humble he guides in justice and the humble he teaches his way, Psalms 25, 9. And, and Psalms 149, 4 says, for the Lord takes pleasure in his people, he will beautify the humble with salvation. You know, when you humble yourself before the Lord, 
just like Paul did. It's cool because a lot of Paul's letters, some of Paul's letters, he would open up, he said, Paul, a bond servant of Jesus Christ. You know what a bond servant? A bond servant in the New Testament times will refer to someone who was voluntarily submitted unto the Lord. And Paul called himself a bond servant in his darkest moments. In the prison cell, he was calling a bond servant. That's humility. That's humbling yourself. That's saying, God, I'm completely submitted to you. I'm not allowing the pressure of the situation. I'm not allowing the times of what's going on to dictate how much service I have unto God and unto people. Another thing about that that I love is the fact that when we humble ourselves before the Lord, we allow ourselves to come into a space of oneness with him. Humbling yourself before the Lord is not doing a bunch of things and, and not just being soft and, and, and like, oh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm timid, I'm eager. And no, humbling yourself is being submitted to the one who has been submitted to you first. And it's, it's a beautiful opportunity for you to come in alignment with who God is. But here you have Paul and Silas in their darkest moment, and they're, and they're, and they're saying to themselves like, Lord, here we are, we're, we're chained up. The situation does not dictate that we should be having even more faith in this hour. But you know what? We're going to pray and we're going to worship. And here's the thing. They started praying and worship and the other jailers started hearing that. The other captives, the other people that were dealing with the same stress, the same pressure, were hearing their humble service, their humble worship, their humble hearts unto the Lord. And it started to shift the atmosphere so much that it started shaking and the prison doors flew open. But I love what happens in this story, which brings us to point number two. Point number two about humble service. Humble service brings strength to others around us with no personal agenda. Ooh, come on somebody. Humble service brings strength to others around us with no personal agenda. That means there's none of you in this equation, and it's all of God in this equation. And the cool part about that is you have Paul and Silas in their prison cell singing unto God, and God shakes the prison, the, the prison door shaking, they've come flying wide open. And now here's the, here's the moment where the prisoners can run, Paul can run, Silas can run, and, and it can be completely over. But they didn't do that. They didn't do that. They were completely submitted to the glory of the Lord and to the glory of the mission of God. And the cool part about that is when you humbly submit yourself unto the Lord, things start to happen. It says your agenda should not be your own agenda. Your agenda should be to, be to bring glory to God and not glory to yourself. That's what our agenda should be when we're humbly submitting unto the Lord. You know, Philippians 2, 3, 4 says this, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. You know, I love that verse because the fact of the matter is you have Paul and Silas in there and, and the jailer is actually about to pull out a sword and kill himself. And, and, and the other jailers are like, yo, oh, are we free? Can we get out of here? And, and Paul speaks up 
and says, don't kill yourself, we all here. That's a form of humble service, not only unto our king, but unto the people around us. You know, it reminds me of a story, you know, in the 15th century, there was two brothers in Newburg, New Germany. And these two brothers were a part of a family of 18 children. What, 18 children? You know what they were doing in their spare time, 18 children? And these two brothers were sitting one night praying with one another. Their names were Albrecht and Albert Duar. And they were sitting there praying one night and they were talking with each other and they flipped the coin and said, okay, listen, we both are aspiring artists and we wanna go to art school. But you know what, we can't go because there's 18 children, our parents can't afford this. So they flipped the coin and, and, and Albrecht won the coin toss. So Albert, the, the bet was is that one would go off to school and the other one would go off to the coal mines and work on behalf of the brother that was in school to help pay for that person, help humbly serve his brother to pursue his dream of becoming an artist. So Albrecht goes off to school and becomes this huge success. He becomes almost a, like a prodigy. His art starts taking off. His art is becoming better, better than the professors. He gets world renowned. He's getting all this accolades. He graduates and he returns back home. And when he gets home, they throw a big celebration. Albrecht has made it. Albrecht is a big time artist. And Albert, who has been working in the mines over all these years, is there with his brother and their family as they're celebrating. So in the middle, after the dinner, they get done celebrating. Albrecht stands up and he says, brother, I want to toast to you that after all this time, I want to say thank you for your humble service for supporting me as I went to, to pursue my dreams of becoming an artist. And now, brother, it's your time. I want to support you. I've, I've done well. I'm, I'm famous now. My paintings are selling. I, I can support you going. And, and the whole family was like, yes. And they turned to Albert. And Albert is there and he's crying, tears streaming down his face. His heart is broken. And he says, brother, I, I, although I am so thankful and so grateful for this gesture, I can no longer go. Because you see these hands, these hands have arthritis in them. These hands have been broken. They have been bruised. And I, I, I can't even raise my hand out without it shaking to toast you because of my service in the mind so that you would pursue your dreams. That's humble service. And you know, the crazy part about that story is that Albrecht and all his fame, he took that and he said, man, it broke his heart. So he said, you know what? I'm gonna paint a picture of your hands. And he asked his brother to put his hands together and he painted this picture. And this picture of his hands was painted. And some of you have this picture tatted on your body. Some of you may have seen this picture and not even seen it. It's this picture that's standing right behind me. And it's a picture as we know as the praying hands, the hands of prayer. And the cool part about this story is it came out of humility and service unto his brother. That Albert's humility and service unto his brother brought the world a beautiful masterpiece. Is your life doing the same thing? Is your life like the life of Jesus that hung and died on the cross, doing the same thing of humility and service? Is it allowing others to come into a greater strength 
for themselves? Are you bringing strength, the strength of Christ, by humbly serving, not with no personal agenda other than the agenda of the kingdom? Are you allowing yourself to do that? Just like Albrecht did, or Albert did for his brother Albrecht, and just like Jesus did for you and did for me. Which brings us to point number three. Point number three is humble service reflects the one who served us first. Humble service reflects the one who served us first. You have Paul and Silas in this prison and things aren't going very, very well. And they're, they're, they're being pressured to compromise their faith in this moment. And, and things aren't looking good. Just like even right now in some of your lives, things may not be looking good and you're being pressured to compromise what you know to believe to be truth. Or maybe some of you have never been saved and don't have a relationship with Christ and you're, you're looking for truth. But when you come into a place of humble service unto the Lord and unto others, things start to shift. You know what the Bible says about humble service in Philippians 2, 5, and 8? It says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Let this mindset be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. You know, the, the, the beauty of that is when you humble yourself, you empty yourself out of you and you fill yourself up with the spirit. And, and, and Paul and Silas were in this situation that was pressurizing. And Paul had just took Silas under his wing. And, you know, we talk about mentoring and, and, and discipling and, and getting in groups and who are you discipling. Paul is taking a younger person and, and, and they're in the trenches together. And, and they're actually going through things together. But Paul is reflecting Christ out of him to not only Silas, his mentee, but to the jailers around in this prison and, and also to the jailer that was persecuting them. And, and sometimes for some of you that are tuning in right now, I got a word for you. That pressure may be doing the same thing to you. Some pressure may be trying to rob you or persuade you or get you to act in your own flesh as opposed to being the spirit. Let me, give you, let me just pull the car over real quick and give you a little side note. Let me tell you something all the pressure that goes on in life, the enemy does not care about your opinion. You know what the enemy cares about? He cares that he gets you outside of the character of Christ to defend your opinion. And what does that mean? When you are in Christ, you are in the spirit. You are in his mindset. You're in his heart posture. You're humbly serving. You may be in a group serving other people. You may be amongst communities serving other people. But when you are in your flesh, when you are doing your thing, trying to defend your opinion, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, the enemy does not care about your opinion. He cares he gets you outside of the character of Christ to defend your opinion. When you're outside the character of Christ, you're in your flesh. 
You're an easy target. Because according to what the Bible says, the flesh profits nothing. It is the spirit that quickens. When you are in the spirit, you are humbly serving. You're in community. You're immersed in Christ. You're one with him. Even when pressure hits and when things hit, you're like, man, you know what? I'm in the spirit. Doesn't, doesn't mean that we, we can't deny that there's COVID-19. Doesn't, it doesn't deny the fact that racism is going on. Doesn't deny the fact that we got bills piling up. Doesn't deny the fact that things are going on. But when you know the truth, the truth of Jesus Christ, the Bible says the truth shall set you free. Truth doesn't deny a, a problem's existence. It denies its place of influence. When you know the truth, that place of influence, it's not going to influence how you think. How do we know that? Look at Paul and Silas' reaction, that in the midst of the pressure, he said, you know what, we're going to start singing, and we're going to start praising, and we're going to start worshiping. And in doing that, the earth started shaking. The, the doors started flying open. And the prisoners are there, and they're like, okay, should we run? Should we not run? Paul and Silas thinking, should we run? Should we not run? And Paul is thinking, no, we're going to reflect Christ. And the jailer pulls his sword out and is about to kill himself. And a lot of people in your life, the pressure is trying to dictate what type of reaction they should have. And you, having humble service unto the Lord, need to have the reaction of Paul and Silas. You need to reflect Christ. And here's the thing. Some of you right here, this is your life right here, okay? This is your life. And people see it. They may see Christ, they may not see Christ. Some of you saved, some of you not saved, but this is your life right here. And, and, and the jailers that were in there, they knew that Paul and Silas, you know, were believers and, and they, they were in there, but they, they couldn't quite see it. And they just saw it like a blank canvas. And Paul and Silas were laying down their life, just like I'm laying down this shirt. They were laying down their life for the gospel of Jesus and humble service unto the Lord. But here's the thing, just like all of you out there and just like Paul and Silas, just like a lot of stuff that we encounter every day, pressure hits, pressure hits. And when you have Christ in you, you need to reflect the one who saved you first. You need to reflect the one who reflected himself unto us first. You need to get him down deep inside of you. But you know, just like pressures, you have the pressure of COVID-19, you know, and, and, and COVID-19 is, 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 there's pressure there. And then you have, you have the pressure of work. I mean, I mean, you got some, some work issues. And then, you, and then some of us may be out of work. Some of us may not have jobs. And then there's the pressure of bills that's going on right here. And, and, and then, you know, a lot of us maybe having family members or maybe even some of us personally, and you have, you have some, some health issues right here. But here's what happens. You have the pressure of, of, of COVID-19 and, and, you know, that starts to, to dump out on you a little bit just like that. And you're like, oh, man, COVID-19, man, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what to think. I don't know how to feel. I just, I'm, I know I'm in my homes and, and I got to be a school mom and I got to be uh, working and I got to do, I got to wear five different hats and there's pressure there. And then you have the pressure of going to work and you don't know whether if you don't have a job or you don't know if you're going to have a job tomorrow. And then that pressure mounts and then that pours out on your life 
just like that. And it pours out. And you're like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know if I, if I could take any more pressure, God. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if I'm going to be able to survive. And then, uh oh, health hits. And, and, and that same pressure is starting to cause physical stress on your body or someone in your family is dealing with a health issue. And then that pressure opens up and starts, starts dumping out on your life, just like that. It starts dumping out and pouring out. And you're like, oh man, I, what more can I take? I can't take anymore. I can't take anymore. And you have bills. All of us got bills. I got bills. You got bills. Some of us may not have jobs and you need to pay those bills. And you're like, God, are you going to provide? Are you Jehovah Jireh? Are you God my provider? Are you going to step up and provide for me? Do you really believe that? And then that pressure opens up and pours out on your life just like that. And you're like, man, I, I don't know if I can do this. But when that pressure hits, family, I want to encourage you. If you have Christ as Lord and Savior, or even if you don't know him, which you will get a chance to at the end of this, when that pressure hits, you want to be as Paul and Silas. When that pressure hits, you want to reflect the one who was reflected to us first. You want to reflect Jesus. You want to love Jesus. You want the people to know, this is, this is who I stand for. The same one who stood for me when I was a broke, desolate. The same one who paid the price on the cross for me. I want to reflect him in pressure. Pressure should not dictate what's going to happen to you. Pressure should allow us the opportunity to reflect the one who should come out of us to the masses, just like it did with Paul and Silas. And the beauty of it is this. When that pressure comes and you are serving with humility, it brings people into a greater understanding. And how do we know that? At the end of that story, the jailer came and he fell to his knees and he says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they say, believe on the Lord God. Believe on him. Trust in him. Their humble service in the midst of the pressure reflected many things to this jailer, but it reflected the heart of the king. Is your life doing the same thing? So I want to encourage you in this. Three things again. Be submitted to Christ. Bring strength to others with no personal agenda. And reflect the one who served you first. But some of you right now, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And you need to start one. Some of you aren't even in community. You probably need to be in community to be strengthened by one another. But for all of those right now who don't have a relationship with Jesus and don't even know what that reflection looks like in the midst of pressure, I want to give you an opportunity to receive him right now. So in the privacy of your heart, if you're at your home, whether you're by yourself or you're with a bunch of people, I want you to take this moment with the Lord. And it's a simple prayer. The Bible says if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, the Bible says that you will be saved. And I'm going to pray this prayer, and I want you to pray it in the privacy of your heart. Say, dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for this word. Thank you, Lord, that 
if I give you my life and confess with my mouth that you are Lord, that I will be saved. I believe in you, Jesus. I want you, Jesus. Jesus, come into my life. I make you my Lord and Savior. From this day forward, I'm going to follow you all my living days. That my service, my humble service is going to be submitted unto you for the glory of others. If you prayed that prayer right now and you received Christ for the very first time, we want to celebrate you. We want to encourage you. Text the word SAVE to 52525. And we want to celebrate. We have people that are going to follow up with you. We're so excited for your decision. We're so excited that you said yes to Christ. But we also ask, if you're not in a group right now, if you're not doing life with anybody, text the word groups to 52525 as well. Get involved in community. It's important that we are growing and serving alongside one another, that we are sharpening one another. Just like Paul and Silas were serving humbly. They served a jailer, and the jailer gave his life to Christ and him and his whole entire household was saved. But it may start in a group for you. You may be led to lead a group. So we're so thankful for all of you tuning in today. We pray that this word bless you. We pray that it would be an invitation for you to continually press in to all that God has for your life. God bless you, Rock Church family, and we'll see you again next Sunday.